Hello, and welcome to RD and the Inbetweens. I'm your host, Kelly Priest, and every fortnight I talk to a different guest about researchers, development, and everything in between. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of RD in the Inbetweens to celebrate the start of the academic year. At the University of Exeter we've got lots of new PGRs joining us and so I wanted to do an episode that was about getting started with your research degree. So what I've done over the past few weeks is I've spoken to a variety of our postgraduate researchers and asked them what it was like for them starting a research degree and what advice they'd give to someone coming in. But before we dispense with the advice, let's start with a warm welcome. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm just going into the second year of my PhD and I really want to say a big welcome to the University of Exeter. Shame we can't do it in person um, at this time, but um, it doesn't mean that you'll welcome any less. Um, and I hope you, you have a great time. Congratulations as well um, on achieving your or getting your PhD um, place. So let's start by talking about how does it feel to start a research degree. Here four of our PGRs, Catherine Cartwright, Edward Mills, Victoria Omotoshaw and Warren Speed talk about their feelings of nervousness, disorientation and uncertainty during those first few months and indeed that first year. Well, I have to say it's pretty disorientating um, coming to what is a massive university, um, much busier than what I was used to with my MA, which was on a kind of side campus at uh, where I was. Um, and it's just remembering what it's like to be new somewhere and be new at something. Intimidating is how I describe it, actually. Um, I'd spent a year out of um, academia doing some teaching. Um, I was very enthusiastic about getting back into it, but I was also nervous that I might not have a clue what I was actually doing with the whole research thing. I was very lucky to get very good support from the start, from uh, well, from the doctor college here in Exeter, and also from my supervisors. But I think it is a very natural thing to feel to feel nervous about starting a degree. So at first it was all quite uncertain, of course, everyone's really excited to start a PhD. But um, for me personally, I didn't, I couldn't really comprehend what that meant in terms of how to kind of kick it off, kick off this PhD journey. Um, so I think the first thing that was super helpful for me was having first contact with my supervisors. It was tricky. Uh, at the beginning, trying to navigate what it is I was actually trying to do. I had an idea of what I was doing my PhD in, but I don't think you really do have an idea of what you want to do your PhD in, especially for social sciences uh, and in my, and for me, um, until you get into your second year, until you really start thinking about the questions that you need to ask or what it is you're looking for properly until you get into it. Um, but Having a great supervisor support is great. Um, I've got a brilliant one. Um, he's really supportive. Um, so speak to your supervisor, speak to your pastoral tutor. Your pastoral tutor's probably heard everything. Um, so don't be afraid to speak to them. The other thing is, is 
when you your first year is always going to be an absolute mess well for me, for me it was and for a lot of my friends it was anyway we're not really sure what we do we did bits of lit review bits of introduction little bits of questions of, uh, of methods and application forms or whatever uh that's what the first year is like the first year is just nah. the second year is hard uh i found because that's usually when you start doing data collection and it can be really difficult and don't underestimate uh data collection and do not underestimate how long it can take uh, to organise, to find participants, to get involved in research. I think what Warren's saying is really poignant. You know, that first year is challenging. You're finding the direction of your research. You're trying to kind of narrow down what it is that you're doing. And so it has a lot of, of challenges in, in learning new skills in terms of managing your time, but also learning new research skills and, and learning to to sit in that uncertainty and how to be productive within it and we've got some great tips from Catherine and Edward about things you can do in that first year to help you to use Warren's word organize the mess in that first term and ongoing I think it's really useful to keep some sort of diary or journal which you don't have to write much in it but what I kept note of was what I did each day because it's very easy to feel like you haven't been doing anything or you haven't achieved anything but you can look back and you go oh oh yeah of course I did that training course oh I spent like two hours figuring out how to use this database um oh it's a library oh I did this and um so when that kind of little telling off voice in your head says that you you haven't done anything you can look back and go oh well actually I've done lots and that I've can I I stopped it for a while but I started it back during lockdown um and during this time and it gives me um a certain structure and boundaries the way that I dealt with a lot of those nerves was to just dive uh headfirst into doing a PhD um the advice I was given from the start which I think is is good advice is to write from the beginning. This is something you'll hear a lot in uh, humanities subjects in particular, but I think it's important in sciences too. Uh, it's very tempting to think of your first year as your research year, or to think even of your first month as your research month. Oh, I've not got anything to write about. Um, what could I possibly you know, do at this stage apart from read things? And to an extent that's true, but what I found myself doing was writing something in response to a specific bit of primary reading I had done. Didn't really matter what I was writing. And then a couple of weeks in, I met with my supervisors again and we said, okay, yep, can you work this up into an extended version of your research proposal, uh, which you've submitted before starting the PhD, obviously. Um, and that was basically my way of dealing with the nerves of writing in response to a prompt that I had set myself. So that's about actually starting the research degree and starting the research. But what about building a community and making connections with other researchers? Let's hear from Victoria, Warren, Emily and Catherine about their experience of networking and building connections and building a community. I, I came from London um, and I'm sure there will be PhDs coming from all over the, uh, the country or internationally even. But um, PhDs can be really isolating um, and I in the in the first few months I was here I felt horrible genuinely 
um, because I just had no network. I didn't really know anybody. I didn't know other PhDs. And I was just feeling like, oh, what have I done? Like, I've just come to a completely different city and I don't know anybody. Um, so it was very, you can imagine my joy when I discovered kind of, you know, um, like things like the Postgrad Society, which was great in just having that kind of social aspect um and yeah and just seeking that out and i and if there's one thing i would have done would have i wish i'd sought sought out kind of those kind of social societies and like those social events um that the college kind of host i wish i sought that out earlier um than i did it would have saved me a lot of um sadness <laughs> in the beginning and loneliness i guess um but yeah like really kind of seek out seek out having other phds around you um i found that very helpful and throughout even now as i'm submitting and i'm finishing i still find that network so helpful just for your well-being and just to know that we're all in the same boat we're all trying to kind of navigate this, these phds um and just yeah having that kind of network is um yeah, I found it just so helpful um, and very beneficial to my well-being. Not enough conversations happen, um, just general conversations about how well people are doing or, or how your work or research is getting on. And doing your PhD can be a very, very lonely, solitary place and it can be very difficult um, for quite a lot of us. I would say get out there, start to speak to other people, make some friends, get involved in things like I do in the doctoral college, get involved in things with the student guild as a, P, as a PGR, um, but do something. Don't just sit in your office or sit at home and do nothing um, and just work. You need to go and find something fun and speak to human beings. And also make time for yourself and for connecting with other PGR students. That is so important. Um, since I started, I've been lucky enough to be with a group of PGR students who um, we meet regularly, sort of weekly. And although it can be tricky fitting it around all the other stuff, it's just been a lifeline and a really great place to share ideas and share worries and realise that you're not the only one who's experiencing whatever it is you're experiencing. It's such a strange thing um, going through a PhD. It's absolutely amazing at times. Um, and it can be really difficult at times, but when you've got people to share it with, that really makes a difference. There's also something really important that came out when I was talking to our PGRs about work-life balance and setting boundaries and asking for help. So here's Catherine, Victoria, Warren, and one of our Penryn PGRs, Jamie Cranston, talking about those very things. I think we're doing a PhD because it's... Um it's by its essence quite um, not nebulous necessarily, but kind of you have to put your own boundaries in. And so that might be kind of like, okay, well, I just work. I work nine to five. I don't work in the evenings. I don't work weekends. It has to be what works for you. Some people might have natural boundaries in their life. They've got children that need like feeding, etc. <laughs> Um, I've always found my kids got useful that way. It like pulls you out of your work and you have to stop. Um, so the diary or journals are part of that setting boundaries for yourself. And of course, you know, everyone always says the PhD, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. 
um, so take some time. There's one thing I would have definitely told myself, um, even up until recently, is take some time for yourself. Your PhD is not your life. Um, you have friends, you have family, and you have yourself to take care of as well. And always just keep that in mind. Um, yes, doing a PhD is great. Yes, it's very kind of satisfying once you've completed it, but don't let it kind of take over your life. Um, everything in moderation. Don't ever compare yourself to another PhD student's work because their work is totally different to what you're doing. So I did that quite a lot, actually. I think everybody does. So I think even when I'm saying this and whoever's listening to this, you probably will do it. But don't ever compare yourself because um, it does. It, it can put you down. But you need to bear in mind that they're doing something completely different. They work on different timescales. Everything they do is completely uh, unique to their own work, as will yours be. So they'll probably be looking at your work and also thinking the same. So try not to compare. I guess the, the other big one is um, don't be afraid to ask for help. I think that's the biggest um, development that I've had over my PhD is at the start it's quite easy to get sucked into the feeling of oh I must know everything um, you know often it's often labeled as imposter syndrome and you feel the need to to you know find things out for yourself and obviously part of the PhD is developing those independent skills but you're not expected to know absolutely everything and so long as you're learning when you ask somebody for help obviously getting somebody to do it for you it's it sort of defeats the whole purpose of the activity but one of the best ways to learn stuff and, and save yourself a lot of time and, and pain and frustration is to ask for help and that goes from coding writing um even like um simple things like how to organize your reading um there's lots of people in in your departments who'll have the, gone through that experience themselves and will usually have some good advice and it's always good to get different people's advice because sometimes one person's approach isn't a good match for you so you might need to try a few different things i hope some of that has given you an insight into other people's experiences of starting their research degree the things that they found difficult and also if you're finding it intimidating and anxiety producing, nerve wracking, you're not on your own. That's a completely normal experience. Um, and as Jamie said, we're here to help and please do reach out if you need us, but also enjoy. The final thing is just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um, the time goes by so quickly. You don't even realise it. But yeah, they, they are going to be some moments. It's not an easy ride. I will not sugarcoat this. <laughs> it is. It is not, it is, they are, there will be moments where you will want to just cry. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, if you have a goal, you will work towards that. Um, and just make sure you have a great support network of friends and family and supervisors, because that will honestly, that's what got me through as well. Um, that is what helped me in those kind of moments where I just was like what am I doing I don't think this work is working um but yeah just having all of that kind of adds to the to the experience of it all and yeah hopefully at the end of it you'll be able to say you've completed it and yeah and you're very proud of the work that you've produced thank you so much to Emily Catherine Edward Victoria 
Warren and Jamie for their insights and their contributions to this week's episode. And that's it for this episode. Don't forget to like, rate and subscribe and join me next time where I'll be talking to somebody else about researchers, development and everything in between. Thank you.